Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or the property. It's the location and neighborhood, Dalton. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when we say in-depth, we're talking deep in-depth. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, a home, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? Zip Recruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DaleJr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What do you think? Did he get him? I mean, of all things to say. What? <laughs> what? That family picnic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> more than just a potato salad. Are you kidding me, Mike? Oh my God, that is hilarious. Hey, everybody, it's Dale Jr. Back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download, and I'm in the Bojangle studio, and I'm so glad to be back in here, Mike. I mean, I like going on the road and doing doing our show somewhere else, but nothing beats the table. I did enjoy it, though. I did enjoy being yeah. on location at North Wilkesboro. It was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and, It was uh, fun. Yeah, having Josh Berry. If you haven't listened to that podcast, you can still listen to it. You're going to you know, probably preview a race that's already happened, but yeah. now we get to recap it. Yep, we do. Um so, uh, we didn't have our normal, you know, guest segment this week. We were busy. Uh, we were at North Wilkesboro Speedway practicing and qualifying and racing and hanging out uh, with our Sundrop uh, Chevrolet and having a lot of fun. But um, it was a it was a great experience. I mean, we I don't even know where to start. I'll, I'll say one thing: it was hot. Mm. So. They repaved the infield of this racetrack uh, with asphalt. I told them, I said, man, you guys got to gotta not repave it with asphalt. Don't do that. Let's put concrete down. Concrete uh, does not radiate heat as much as asphalt. Like a brand-new coat of asphalt on an 80-degree day, around your knees and, and your waist, it's about 90 because the heat radiating off the off the brand new asphalt, it was so hot down in that garage. Um, all those haulers blocking any bit of wind that might be coming around. Um, I was standing there at one point and I was like, "Man, it's got to be ninety degrees." And somebody showed me their phone; it was seventy nine. I was like, "God, it feels miserable no down yeah. here. It's right. so miserable." But uh, that was I, I, I'm complaining, right? Which I shouldn't be because. Everything about being there was amazing, but the constant heat and humidity, especially on Tuesday, was really difficult. And it reminded me of, in the Cup Series, how pampered we are. <laughs> we have motorhomes and big old 18-wheeler trailers, tractor trailers to climb in with air conditioners, and man, we got cool suits when we're racing, and 
everything's about it. Comfort. They even have the term driver comfort, right? How's driver comfort? Let's let's fix the car, make yeah. it more comfortable for yeah. you. Yeah, there's there's somebody whose role is is driver, driver comfort. comfort. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, man, uh, yeah, this is far removed from all that, all of those things. Um, but that's what's great about I think you know grassroots and late mile stock racing is it's a it's a throwback. It's it's getting back to those basics of showing up, unloading your car, and racing, and um, that's what everybody was doing, and that's what we were doing. We had a great time. We had good speed in practice. Happy with the car. Happy with the way the car handled. Real happy with qualifying. To be honest with you, qualified ninth. Um, we qualified a little better in August, but the field that we had this weekend or this week, I say weekend, but this the field that we had was way stronger. Mm. And in August, you know, we definitely it's 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 the car series, it's the cars tour series. At both events in August and this 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 Wednesday, but things are a little bit different about the car series this year. We got more competitors. It's just a thicker field, and I was pretty happy. We had you know a bunch of Cup guys show up. Um, we had our national champion Lane Riggs there, and so there was some heavy hitters. So to qualify ninth, I was pretty happy with that. Um, only really, I mean, there was a really blistering lap for the pole by Butterbean, yeah. but otherwise, compared to the rest of the competition, we were just a tenth, maybe out of the top five. So we get the race started, and um, you know, Butterbean's lap in qualifying was ridiculous. How fast it was! He ran in the teens, I think, two tenths faster than second. I ran a fifty-three, and was ninth. He ran in the teens, I believe. Oh man, it was fast. He was four tenths quicker than me. Yeah. Um, on a short track, four tenths is bonkers. He's lapping you in thirty laps or forty laps, well, or whatever that math is. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, get yeah. up. So it was insane. Just to give us an idea of of the competition, it I want to mention that because yeah. this is the guy that wins the race. Absolutely. So we get the race going, and I moved up to about sixth place, I guess, in thirty laps. Yep. Really happy with the car, driving it smart, driving it straight off the corner. At that racetrack, I mean, the tires are going to wear out really fast. They're going to get beat up. They're going to get used up. You got to be careful. We talk about this with Josh in our in our Wednesday show. So I think I'm doing a really really smart job with the tires. But I do recognize that we're we're all racing much harder than we were in August. And I, you know I'm assuming. Hey, I know some guys in the back back half of the field are taking taking it much easier than we are. If you qualify toward the back half of the field, you have that luxury of just kind of cruising around and waiting on things to play out. You're not going to work really hard and abuse your car driving up through the field. That's going to do you no favors late in the race. So, um, But if you're starting in the front half of the field, you kind of have to work hard to keep that track position. Yeah. You certainly don't want to give it up. So it's It was the, racy. It was absolutely racy from the start. That's right. And that's, that's what's great about, I think, late model stock racing and a track like North Wilsboro where you have to manage the tires. But – you have so many people on varying strategies in terms of how they're driving their car. And so we're moving up. We're doing well. Car's driving great. I feel like I'm relatively competitive compared to the competition I'm around. And um, we had a – we had we, they have what they call controlled cautions. So we don't have live pit stops. We are not going to have live pit stops. We're not going to force our teams to – bring in tire changers and stuff like that to have to pay these crews to make these quick stops. So we have controlled cautions, which means when the caution comes out, you have the choice of coming down and either putting fuel in or changing tires. There's only two right side tires that you can put on the car during the race at any point, right? So that's your choice when you want to do that, but you only have two tires to put on. It's 125 lap race. So you cannot fuel and change tires at the same time. That's a safety protocol. You don't want, I mean, we don't have... Um, the traditional, um, you know, filler necks that you see on an Xfinity or a cup car, we fill our cars up with a funnel and a jug. And so to have a very safe and controlled environment for fueling, if you want to fuel, uh, we, we have a controlled caution, which means when the caution comes out, they'll let you know it's a control, controlled yellow. You can come down and fuel the car or put the tires on, and you won't lose your position right so everybody that comes down pit road will leave pit road in the same order right 
right? So take your time, do everything right, no rush, be safe. That's kind of the way it goes. But to be clear, if anybody stays out, which they did, is, obviously they, they take they, the track they, position. They take that track position. That's right. You don't restart where you came in at, right? Well, some guy – so the fuel was a question whether we really needed it or not. Some guys opted to not do that, not come in for fuel. That actually was a really good strategy. But we came down, filled up on that first stop. We come back out, and we're about 12th now. That's right. We came in 6th, now we're 12th. And we have a choose rule, so I can start inside or outside, whatever I want to do. I think the inside was probably absolutely the preferred line, but if, you, you know, if you're going to gain a couple rows, you might as well jump on the outside and give it a shot. But anyways, we restart on the outside, um, up ahead of me, uh, the eight car, our teammate, Carson, uh, had some contact with another car. And um, everybody checked up. I, re- you know, I got a little nose damage. I got hit from behind. And this was a big wreck, though. Yeah, you, then, you had nose damage. Yeah, I had some nose damage, and then I got hit from behind. And then there was a massive wreck behind me. That's right. Right? And, and it red flag, and a lot, of, a lot of good cars got taken out in that, unfortunately. A lot of cars got damaged, and we were one of them. The center of the splitter or the bumper cover or whatever you want to call it there was raised up off the ground relatively um, – you know, a few inches, and it and it made the car really tight. So, long story short, we, you know, we contemplated coming down pit road to repair it. Josh thought it was definitely going to be a problem, but the, you know, once we got back to going, uh, we had another yellow that was quickie yellow. We try to have these quickie yellows when there's not a controlled caution, which they wanted to throw a controlled caution in a 125 lap race every probably 30, 60, and 90. Mm-hmm. So. You're going to have three control cautions. Every other caution is going to be a quick yellow. Bam, bam. Caution's out. Let's get it fixed. Let's get, let's get everything cleaned up on the track, get back to green. So there's not a lot of time to come down pit road and repair damage. So we stayed out on the racetrack. We get going again. Now I recognize we've got a bad aero issue. The car's really tight in the throttle. Can't roll the center very well. We're still maintaining uh, decent around the cars we're competing with. We didn't really lose a ton of track position. We're not bleeding out, dropping like a rock. But that balance issue uh, forced me to kind of drive the car differently, and it ended up burning the rear tires off of it, trying to make it turn. And racing way harder with that aero issue, I raced harder than the cars around me. Like everybody else is sort of still running about 90 or 80%, saving a little tire for the end of the race. I'm running 100% to maintain where I'm at. And I burnt the right rear and the left rear tire clean off. Around lap 90, we have our third uh, controlled caution. This is when we want to come down pit road and take our tires. Other teams have already done this. That's right. So some people chose to take their tires around halfway when we had our second controlled caution, around lap 65. That was a great strategy. Um, And so um, when we came to get our tires at lap 90, uh, we we thought, okay, we're going to get some right-side tires. We fixed the nose. We're we're happy about that. We finally get the the damage repaired for the aero issue. But now I've got a very, very worn-out left rear tire. We swapped the right, the left side tires, put the worn-out tire on the left front. Um, we get back to racing. We made some adjustments as well on the car a little bit. But we get back to racing, and we're just re- really tight. Couldn't really, you know, still the balance of the car is not very good. I've I probably beat the left side tires up a lot more than a lot of the guys. And it, and it you know, that kind of showed in the result at the end of the day. I got to race with a lot of people. Mm. Um, which was fun. Got to beat and bang a little bit. Got some donuts on the right side. Connor Jones in particular. You and Connor Jones. Connor Jones had a, had races with about everybody. Yeah. That 44. Um, you and him. Like, that's where I was like, oh, man, I'm thinking about you yeah. burning up tires uh, for your conversation from Wednesday, and you and him are just yeah. banging. Connor is a you know a young kid that's been in our series a while, and he's racing um, supers as well. You'll see him maybe in some truck races. Um and so to, you know, Connor was really aggressively trying to, you know, he got put on the outside, got, got moved up to racetrack by somebody. He's on the outside line. Everybody, it's like feast or famine. You know, when you're, when you see a car up on the outside line, everybody's trying to get 
uh, buy that car and you're in a, you know, you try to get in a train or a Congo line right on the inside and say, Hey man, I'm not letting you in in front of me. I'm going to pass you like the guy in front of me. And then the the guy behind me is thinking the same thing. So we get to Connor. He's, he's fading on the outside, trying to find a way to get low. He's pretty aggressively doing that and made a lot of contact with the cars in front of me. And so we get down into turn one, I've got the arrow tight issue we get down into turn one, I'm on the inside of Connor, and I knew that the only way I could kind of get by him was to l- lean on him a little bit in the middle of the corner. So I gassed it up pretty hard in the center, doored him a little bit, but I wasn't going to fence him on exit. And uh, we get off the corner, and he just laid it into me, man, on the all the way down the back straightaway. <laughs> he's just turning into the door of my car. Uh, and I, I expected a little bit of that, but it, it was a little, bit, uh, you know, a little bit more than I thought he was going to do. But, you know um, – he was frustrated. I get the frustration in the moment, um, uh, but it was a uh, he was aggressive and and um, well, we raced around each other later. I was you know he got he got to me late in the race and um, and and didn't run over us and you know he was uh, <clears throat> he you know we're gonna race him again one day, right? You gotta yeah you gotta kind of put those things in the in in the back of your mind and. Uh, try to you know we try to race everybody clean but it in the late model stocks you can lean on each other a little bit you're yeah, that's kind of, that's to be expected somewhat um me and a couple other cars had some really aggressive good fun battles get out after the race and and shake hands and laugh about it um so anyways um Go yeah, go back. I, I interrupted you. Go back to the the way you ended the race. Obviously, yeah. you weren't able to be aggressive and well. And I think I used up my car. You yeah, know, I'd used up my tires and 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 you know lost a few spots to some cars that were really fast and and lost a few spots to some cars that I probably shouldn't have lost spots to. But um, you know, as we're you know, Harvick ended up doing really well. I was pretty happy about that. They showed up and they were struggling in practice and they made a bunch of gains on their car and ended up with a reasonable finish. I think he, I, me and Harvick drank a few beers after the race and just uh, um, good to see him enjoy his first run in a late model stock car with Rodney Childers, um, who built the car for him. Uh, Brad had a reasonable finish after some contact in that big wreck. Yeah. And I was happy about that. I liked the fact that our cup guys that came to join us um, left happy. Um, I got a text from Briscoe about how much fun he had. And he had he did fantastic. He did. You know, he was not fast in practice. He looked. I don't. You know, you don't know what tires everybody's on. You don't show up and just you know run stickers. Everybody can't just buy all the practice tires they want. So sometimes you'll see guys and they're on 100, 150 lap tires out there trying to practice, and so you can't really gauge on you know how well they're doing. But he's, he didn't qualify well. He didn't practice well. But once they got their track position, they kept it. They and, stayed out. They were one of the few cars that stayed out on that first uh, controlled caution. They didn't come for fuel. They didn't come for fuel. He, I don't think he ever left the top five, yeah. really. That was really smart, good good strategy, and he drove a great race. Um, Suarez, I saw him out there and raced him hard a few times. And um, Chastain, I took a picture. He ran into the left rear quarter panel late in the race. And uh, we were, you know, text, texting all week about the the cars and practice, and and we saw each other in practice a little bit on the racetrack and talking about how our cars were driving. And um, after the race, uh, I took a picture of my quarter panel and sent it to him. I said, "I you ch- I got chastained." <laughs> I was like, "Man, you know, it's so funny because I I'm like." you know, as a broadcaster and a fan or, or somebody that's excited about storylines and, and drama and good, you know, good things going on in our sport. It's, 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 uh, I'm excited about Chastain and what might happen next. Right. <laughs> the, you know, but, uh, you get he's out on, on your list, you get out on the racetrack with him. It's a different story, right? Yeah. You're like, Oh my goodness. He's, um, towards the end of the race, he was right behind you, by yeah. the way. I mean, he, he also really improved during the course of that race, and, and there you guys are, and I'm trying to pay attention to that. Um, but you, you, you guys did have a great race, but that's funny that you uh, texted that picture. That's, yeah. that's a nice little story. Well, we, um, you know, it was, wasn't the best result, but um, I kind of know why that happened, and, and, and still I really enjoy driving in those races. And, and whether you're battling for – fifth or 15th it's it's so much fun and the competitors you know they don't get out and and grumble or you know i'm certainly they're they're you know they would 
you know, certainly there's arguments and disagreements, but I, every time I've raced all the competitors, every time I race them, for the most part, we get out and and have a conversation and and a, and a, and a beer or, or or a few laughs and um yeah that's what I think you know it's when I raced late model stock cars in the nineties I was young and worried and terrified that I wasn't going to make it and 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 didn't enjoy that as much as I should have it was a it was an incredible time in my life that I miss and so it's so fun to be able to come back and touch on that a little bit. And that's what it was for me. The Cars Tour, um, you know, was on a grand stage. Oh. We are part of, you know, All-Star Weekend. It's a dream come true for a series like that. Um, Butterbean goes out there and wins the race. Uh, and he, he's, a, he's creating a great little following for himself. You know, during driver's introductions, he had a great, you know, the great fan reaction when they announced him on the pole. And... Um, he goes out and wins the race, and and uh, he's great on social media. And and Lee Pulliam, one of the one of the one of the best late model stock racers yep. there ever was, uh, is I called him on the way here to congratulate him and talk about how well they represent the series. And I don't have to tell him that he knows that what he is and what he's done. But um, just wanted to thank them for doing you know what they did. They came and and qualified well and raced well and. It was. I was standing in the garage, looking at the top of that building where where Victory Lane is, wanting to be there, wanting to you know, wanting to be celebrating a win of our own, but also thinking at the same time, this is a career night for 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 Brandon, uh, their driver. This has got to be an incredible moment for Lee, uh, and it's a and it's a great great moment for the Cars Tour. You know, we checked a lot of great boxes. Um, it was a good safe event. We had no. No major issues. Uh, a lot of concern about the racetrack, you know, whether it would hold up. I think the racetrack did really well. They put some sealer down on the racetrack in some areas, and that is always going to, um, you know, be a be a conversation of, oh, it's coming up here, it's coming up there. It's not, the seat, When you put that sealer down in those cracks, it you know, parts of it's going to come up, and it never became a problem, you know. It's a it's it's something to navigate. It's a challenge. It's a it's character, if you will. But it never was an issue. They had a little pothole down in turn one that happened right away. Yep. And uh, on Tuesday in practice, fixed it in eight minutes. They did. It's amazing. Never yep. never never was a problem after that. So <clears throat> that's good to know. I think for everybody going into this weekend, there could be some issues with the track surface, but they have a plan. And those issues will not be long-term problems. We're not going to be sitting there for two hours under red flag waiting on some fix, right? And um, the issue that they had on Tuesday with the pothole was connected to um, some work that they had to do to get the timing lines down in the racetrack. So mm. North Wilsboro doesn't have timing loops. So they had to come in and cut the grooves into the racetrack to lay those timing loops down in the surface of the track. And then they brought a blow, you know, a jet dryer around the track, and it blasted, and and where that cut was made for that particular loop, busted and blew apart. And so, you know, it wasn't like, oh yeah, the track's old and it broke. It was a bit of a chain reaction of some work they had to had to do to get those time and loops in. They know they know now not to use a jet dryer on that track. Um, so they won't going forward. They'll they have other you know old school style protocols to be able to dry the track if it's necessary uh, throughout the weekend. They also have the wet weather package on these cars. So if there is a damp racetrack, we could probably see some opportunities to, to, to race on that um, as a side note. But, um, you know, I think the racetrack surface is was a major concern for me. Would it hold up? It held up in August, but we haven't seen next-gen cars really pounding on that pavement and putting load into it. The trucks uh, are going to race on Saturday, and that'll be a test as well for the surface. But so far, so good. And if there is an issue, I feel really confident that it'll be a very temporary, short-term problem that'll get fixed really quickly. Um, <clears throat> so that was good. I, I mean, as soon as that pothole opened up, social media, my so, social media went, "Oh, we're, I knew it. Yep, it's going to be a problem. What a show." 
Um, they fixed it in eight minutes, and everybody was texting me, track's coming up. What's going on? Track's coming up. I'm like, it's not. There's no problem. You know, it's it was so funny because everybody, we've, you know, not to get out in the weeds, but the whole, for a year, right, or more, everybody's been so positive and excited about North Wilkesboro coming back. And now that it's here, um, everybody's – there's still that major large group of people that are thrilled for the moment, but then there's this other little small group that's like, well, what's going to happen? What's going what's gonna to go wrong, right? Yeah, and it's predictable. And yeah. by the way, they're going to complain about traffic this weekend, and I'm here to tell you we already know it's going to have a traffic we knew, situation. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to – it's not going to be <laughs> perfect. Funny. We're taking yeah. your, 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 the punchline to your jokes already out yeah. of your hand. We don't want to hear it. That's right. So I, 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 I'll say this. Um, when we left, we left the racetrack uh, to after the race, or uh, I came in one way and I left the only other way. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, there's two. There's a two lane road that goes by the racetrack, and it and there's one way to go in, and there's a there's another way to go in. That's it. That's it. There's only two options. That's right. Uh, to get to that racetrack, and so yes, like it's going to be a difficult challenge. Um, but not unlike the way it was in 1996. 100%. I mean, it's not like it's worse than it always was. It might actually be better because there's been a year-long campaign to say, carpool, get there early, enjoy your day. So um, I talked to Marcus, and he's like, man, we've rented uh, all kinds of local land from, from the neighbors, and we have over, you know, they have over, you know, 50 uh, or, or, you know, giant buses to be able to haul people from, from lots to lot. Uh, so there's those things weren't there in the 90s, right? So, yes, you, to your point, Mike, traffic will be a problem, but there are, you know, they have done a lot of things to try to mitigate um, it becoming something that would deter you from being there right. the next time. Right. You know, you might suffer through some of these um, inconveniences the first trip, uh, but they want you to come back, so they're going to do everything they can to make it, you know, manageable. They want you. They want you to come back in, in the next year, right? And there, I know there's a. So one thing that I found interesting is there's a um, there's some kind of like barcode or some thing you can scan at the racetrack that's already selling tickets for the next event. They don't know what the next event is, whether it's an all star race or a 400 lap points race, but they're already giving you the opportunity to get in line for the tickets, right, for the next event. So for people saying, you know, for people wondering, myself included, what the future is for North Wilkesboro Speedway, what is the future? Well, there's a race. They don't know <laughs> what it is. No, they don't know what it is. That's, when? <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. That's, that's and uh And the Cars Tour will likely be part of that conversation. I right? hope so, man. Oh, yeah. Marcus is all about the Cars Tour. He's all about supporting what we're trying to do. He wants – you know the he wants Wilkesboro to be our Daytona 500, and that's what we're sort of aiming for. And um, you know this particular race, I'm going all over the map here. You but, are, and I got questions, yeah. so I'm going to let you get all this yeah. out. This particular race, we limited the people that could come in terms of competitors. Okay. All right, and so next year when we have our race at North Wilkesboro. It will be open to anyone who wants to compete. Um, that'll be unique to you know to what we've been doing at North Wilkesboro the last two years. The last two years, it was about it was like an invitation. We were going to take care of our car store regulars, and we're going to invite you know as many Cup guys as we could get to come. Um, and we had a tire shortage in all season that we were concerned about that we didn't know whether it would be remedied um, by this point in the year. But next year, you know, it's it's we're still going to take care of our cars tour guys. There'll still be some people locked into the race due to their participation in the cars tour. But um, yeah, we're going to open it up so that pretty much anybody that wants to try to come compete can. Yeah, listen. Last August, I left this uh, that that race just being uh, completely overwhelmed and appreciative of the fact that we were racing at North Wilkesboro and blown away at how many people were in the stands and the green sun drop shirts and the beautiful yeah. late model car, the number three that you're driving. This one, though, Dale, I come out so impressed and wanting to celebrate the Cars Tour because Dale, I, listen, I'm not saying this because now you're part owner of this thing. 
those drivers are freaking legit. And I'm not just talking about Butterbean. I was impressed with a bunch of them. Um, and, and they're legit drivers. They hold their own. They're, they're, uh, and there's some personalities in there that we really need to pay attention to because I think that, like, if you just take Butterbean, Brennan Queens, um, you know, his stock went up a lot last night. That was the Daytona 500. His celebration in victory lane, uh, a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. What you would his love to interview, see. I'm going to Waffle House. Yeah. Because that's his thing. And I'm like, oh, this brand has potential here. He's legit, a legit driver. Genuine. And he is a fun guy to, yeah. uh, to really just watch and root for. And his car is cool. Uh, everything about it. I like that. But, like, I was impressed with uh, Scott Riggs' boy, uh, the Honeycut boy. Um, like, there's some freaking legit drivers in this Cars Tour. And um, to be honest with you, if people watched last night for the first time, if they got on Flow or whatever, I think you guys won some fans last night. Yeah. And I think that uh, it's worth celebrating on shows like this and, and moving forward. I look forward to when Kenny Wallace goes and races. Yeah, Kenny's in our next event. We're going to Tri-County on um, – we're going to Tri-County on Memorial Day weekend, Saturday night. And Tri-County is just a few more miles up Interstate 40 past Hickory. And, um, yeah, we have a great race car for Kenny to compete in. And he will be the only, he will be the only like, special guest, if you will, uh, for that particular race. And um, he's locked in the show. So, I mean, he, there will be some cars that might miss it due to you know qualifying, but he will be a promoter's option if he doesn't have a great qualifying run so you will see him race i guess is my point um and i'm excited for that and that's what we're trying to do with the car store i appreciate you saying that and you're right connor hall all those guys you mentioned there's some great great personalities and they're all a little different and they're all hungry and they're all using this opportunity that the car store presents to them to showcase themselves hoping that the right person's paying attention to give them that opportunity. We, you know, I think, you know, the Josh Berry and there's a few other uh, guys that are using the car store to get to the truck series, to the Xfinity series. There's some people that are having some, some good limited success in, in getting, going through the cars tour to get there. Right. And all those guys are, are hungry to get noticed. Carson Cropple, he finishes eighth, but he shouldn't have, frankly. I mean, this was not his night. Yeah. You know, I know he came in winning three in a row, but this was a night where he didn't have it. He yeah. got damaged, and they were never the same. And yet the fact that he even got back to eighth was also impressive. I mean, yeah. like, he is, a, he is a ridiculous talent, that guy. Carson's great. Um, we're excited about him and um, trying to create opportunities for him as well. But uh, And you're right. I was a little surprised at one point in the race. He come, he's backing up to me, and he's loose, and – I'm trying to pass him, and he's trying to stop me, and that's when I recognized I was like, "Oh, he's having trouble." He had trouble. Yeah. yeah, he got really loose at one point, but then they cycled past us on pit road. Um, we come down and got our tires later than they did, and we just never could could get back to him. But I was I was a little envious of his result, <laughs> you know, even though he probably didn't care about it because he's used to winning races. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'd have loved to have finished up there in the top ten. Yeah, listen, I enjoyed that race so much and the personalities and and i even think that it would be fun to have a couple of them on this show uh sometime in the yeah. future you know yeah get them in here and let's uh let's they just went up against the best right yeah. they had ross out there and and they did well too it's not like that anybody got exposed or anything yeah. everybody actually did really well yeah and raced that uh clean i also want to ask you about uh the asa race after did you watch that we stood at the back of our hauler and uh, around a beer cooler with Harvick and okay, our cool. team, and we had, there was a screen uh, over in turn three and four, so we could kind of watch the action. But for the most part, um, Bubba Pollard apparently just dominated. Well, but yeah, but he also beat William Byron and Chase Elliott. Now, just to be clear, these aren't Cup guys that are coming down racing a late model or uh, uh, you yeah. know these in these uh, grassroots series for the first time. William Byron and Chase Elliott. A couple of the best to ever do it, right? Yeah. Like, they were really good. Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. And, uh, you know, listen, William Byron won a ton of races for us. Yeah. So, I thought it was cool that Bubba Pollard won that race. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it, no surprise. Bubba's amazing. Um, but, yeah, you don't – I don't – I particularly like to see the regular beat yeah. the, the, the pro, right? Um, well, you know, when we – it's that, you know, you see the TV shows, like pros versus average Joes or whatever, right? You want to see the average Joes beat the pros. Sure. Um, yeah. And not that not that our, our Cars Tour or, or Super Late Mile Racers are average Joes, but, um, you know, you the, the, the legend comes into the, 
the home stadium, right? You want to see your home team whoop up on them yeah. and compete. And so um, that's the way it should be. It ended the way it should have. Now, um, I think that, you know, it would have been great to have a cup guy win our Cars Tour event, but it's even better for the young guys that are trying to make their way up. Yep. It, I think it was it, perfect. It, it does more for our series yep. and, and Brendan's career for him to win that race than for him to run second to Brad Keselowski, right? Yep. Or any of the cup guys, right? Agree 100%. That was the perfect way for that to, yeah. to, to go. Um, uh, and, and yeah, I want to know more about uh, Butterbean now. I think yeah. that he just got so much experience. <laughs> he would love to come on here and right. tell you all about it. <laughs> well, uh, I met him last year, and yeah. I really liked him yeah. a lot. But, um, I, man, dude, I, I was uh, – I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I just I did. I did. I want to say, man, you know, I've 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 been a subscriber to Flow for um I don't know, a couple of years now, and they're, you know, gobbling up the rights to all types of racing series and op, op, you know, have getting the opportunity to be able to provide so many different platforms and style of, you know, Dirt Vision's another great component. If you, you know, people already, you know, I know the dirt crowd's like, yeah, of course, Dirt Vision's been around. It's amazing. But for for people that are just sort of getting into streaming, streaming's still, still relatively new for a lot of people. A lot of people are still sort of moving away from cable and satellite television or whatever, you know, or, or have moved away from TV entirely, right? Um, but I'm going to tell you, man, I am, I'm, I'm, I am taken aback. And I, 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 I stand, sometimes it, it just dawns on me how insanely incredible it is that I can get on uh, you know, my TV or my tablet or my phone and log into Flow and watch a regular show at Langley, Hickory, Florence, South Carolina on any weekend. Right. You would have, I mean, f- five or ten years ago or before that, you weren't going to watch any local racing anywhere. No one was video. No, there wasn't a camera anywhere streaming or, or providing a feed to watch any of these local events, much less these bigger events, right? Like last, last night at North Westboro. We're so spoiled to be able to go and watch any race we want pretty much for the most part. You know, if, you know, a lot of local tracks are jumping on board now, um, they were all scared, right? That you know, oh man, if I stream, nobody's going to come. My, you know, my 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 walk in or walk up crowd for the night will be less, right? right? And you know, I need I need a little bit of cut out of that streaming, you know, money that wherever this whatever money or monetary thing this is generating for the Flow Racing or or um, Racing Americas. So, you know, the tracks had a right to be concerned, but I really think that you know. The streaming platform is actually putting these tracks back on the map. Yes, um, I think you know. Take Florence or or Hickory. Hickory's doing so well this year; they have a great crowd every week. Um, I think that streaming shines a light on it, right? And 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 reminds people that the tracks are there; they're operating. Go see it, right? Um, otherwise, it's like you know, out of sight, out of mind. We built a whole show. We did two seasons of Lost Speedways. If if streaming's around back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, there's not Lost Speedways because it does give relevancy. It gives the the, the microscope and all those things that tracks need to survive. I don't even know what – what is a flow subscription? It's like 150 bucks or something? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. Let's figure that out. It is? It's $150? So – and you – and I I mean, how many different racetracks do they have – I mean, they have they have a lot of license with different racetracks, so you can watch a local show at all types of tracks. And then they ha- they have all of these big events that are that are all, you know, part of the subscription. When we get when we sat down with Flo to talk to them in the off season about the Cars Tour, we told them we're like, hey, we want the Cars Tour to be part of the subscription. If you are a subscriber, then you get the Cars Tour. We're yeah. not we don't want you to have to pay another fee to access that. And so and that's what I love about Flo. I don't like the services where it's like, hey man, we got a big event. Give me like know, another pay-per-view. Give me forty-five dollars, and you can unlock right. the rights to watch this. Right. Um, I like the one-time pay, one-time pay, one-time buy. Get it all, watch it all, and that's what Flow provides. I really think they do a great job. I have to remind myself how spoiled I am to have so much access to be able to literally watch 
every you know all these tracks that I competed on and would love to go to and love to be at. Um, and so I think they do a really good job. So I'm going to give one more. I just wanted to give them the give them a <laughs> tip of the cap. I, I'm going to give them one more tip of the cap. Um, our old buddy Matthew Dillner did a beautiful. He narrated a piece to start the show to start uh-huh. the to start the race. Yeah, there was a um, kind of an editorial on the uh, resurgence Wilkesboro. of Wilkesboro, and Matthew voiced it. it. Had a lot of footage that we provided Dirty Mo Media based off of our uh, you know our uh, return to mm-hmm. uh, Wilkesboro uh, footage and, and video that we did with Weed Eaters. Um, and Matthew did a fantastic job, as we know he will yeah. all the time. Like this is it. this is Matthew's sweet spot right here is uh, is to be able to bask in these return to these racetracks. So uh, another beautiful piece by them, and uh, it was a perfect start to uh, what was a fantastic race. Picture this: it's blazing hot outside, and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Dirty Mo listeners, this is Dylan Hart Jr. It's May, and you know what that means. The Indianapolis 500 is just around the corner. Thankfully, we have Speed Street with IndyCar racer Connor Daly and comedian Joey Molinaro. They're going to get us ready to go. Follow Speed Street so you never miss an episode and get ready for the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. You know, now that the Cars Tour is in the rearview mirror, the Cars Tour race at Wilkesboro, um, we're coming up on uh, the, the, more, the more important uh, part of the weekend or part of the All-Star Week. Uh, we have Friday, um, the Pit Crew Challenge, which I'm excited about. Uh, I'm not sure that Marcus has announced it, but there is going to be a very cool um, – there's going to be a very cool award uh, given to the team that wins this. Okay. And not just a trophy. Okay. Um, so this will I, the the pit crew challenge um, is a it's a throwback to the Unical pit crew challenge. In my mind, it is more akin to the Unical pit crew challenge we used to have back in the seventies and eighties. Um, it is not a not a tip of the cap or a nod to. The, the thing we used to do in the, the Charlotte Coliseum, you know, where they'd have the pit crews oh, right, come and push right, the cars and do right. all these sort of... It looked like a circus. Yeah, it was a bit of a relay type Yeah, of, like a relay race. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That, it, this is not that. That, that. that was... The teams loved it. I didn't, I didn't think it was that great. I, I didn't love it. It, wasn't, it didn't do anything for me. Pushing cars I, yeah, down just, the, Yeah, because yeah, then they, they had... You know, they would take the cars and... and pull the motors and fuel and weigh, make the cars weigh like, you know, 2,500 pounds. And, <laughs> you know, they had special cars for the, right. you know, push them down the, push them down the thing faster. But um, anyways. Um, this is not that. Yeah, this is not. Basically what I believe is going to happen is the cars are going to come around the racetrack and they'll literally trip or line just a stall away from the pit stall. Come, you know, so the clock begins about, you know, a stall or two away. Come into the box, do a, do a, a pit stop and pull out and trip another line that's it it's going to be bam bam over simple every car even the cars that are in the open will compete in this and so everyone has this opportunity to become the pit crew champions they will win a physical trophy that will go home with them and then when we have this again next year i believe that the whoever wins it will take that trophy away and take that home you know so this trophy is a traveling trophy that's kind of cool um, the other part about that pit crew challenge that's happening Friday night is the pit crew time, the time that they, re- you know, receive for their stop will determine the starting order for the heat races in the all-star race and the all-star open. 
And the the reason why I think you know the reason why that happened is because we're going to have two sixty lap heat races for the for the All Star race. How do you make those matter? There's no elimination. Nobody goes home. Um, if you have qualifying, you basically put the fast cars at the front and the slow cars at the rear. So sixty laps with a with a dozen cars is going to be a very you know monotone, boring race. With the pit stop determining where you'll start, there's a really good chance that you're going to have some good cars sh- shuffled throughout the field, and that will make those heat races matter because the good cars will now have to work and improve that track position so that they start the actual all-star race better. And so, you know, that's a great way, to, I think, to kind of mix the field up and have some comers and goers uh, throughout those heat races. I heard that the guys that tested at Wilkesboro for the trucks and the cup cars could not run full throttle after about five or ten laps. So the tires wore out so badly that they could not reach full throttle anymore on the straightaways. Awesome. Right. So they're got, you know, what you're going to be watching is people manage throttle, wheel spin. It's going to be so challenging, so difficult. And the driver that is very smart and technical will do well. And so I think when you're watching this race, pay attention to that. And so the guys that are straight and smart with their cars uh, will, will, will be the ones to pay attention to and should have a better race. I can't wait. Uh, for the weekend can't wait to go there i'll be there saturday uh for the truck race i'm gonna try to get out there and see that i don't know if i'll get there friday we tomorrow we got we got some things going on but uh and then of course sunday yeah the big deal man i'm definitely not missing that one yeah dude i can't wait listen thank you for recapping the race yep. for us um it was fun watching you yep. you know wheel that thing again i can't wait already for the next one um so just go ahead and be thinking about when you're gonna hop back in well we talked <laughs> yeah I, I'm gonna look at the schedule. We got a couple of Xfinity races to run this year, and we'll start focusing on that. And um, but there's a lot of other great things going on uh, outside of the Cars Tour and everything that happened at North Wilkesboro. Uh, there's short track and and grassroots racing happening all across the country. So let's uh, let's hear from Hannah Newhouse with Short Track Insider. Welcome back to Short Track Insider. Hard to believe. I mean, we're already halfway through the month of May, definitely getting ready to peak into the summer months. But man, this week was one of the most highly anticipated weeks in short track racing as North Wilkesboro was buzzing with super late models, pro late models, and late model stocks. And it's still not over. They, of course, host the NASCAR All-Star Race later this weekend. But uh, a lot of eyes, a lot of short track eyes on North Wilkesboro this week. The original schedule had the ASA Star Super Late Models racing on Tuesday night, but the weather had other plans. An intense storm swept through Wilkes County, forcing the hand of officials to cancel qualifying and push the feature into Wednesday's event schedule. And man, they set that lineup based off of practice times, which left a lot of big names loading up or missing the cut, but nonetheless, the race is still an exciting one. So with that pushing of the race into Wednesday's schedule, Wednesday was easily one of the most packed short track racing days with all three classes running at the historic short track. Starting with the Cars Pro Late Model Race, uh, Mayhem started the race with a big crash at the beginning, but it was all Augie Grill who won the Pro Late Model class over Corey Heim, Connor Zillish, Tristan McKee, and Katie Hedinger. Rounding out your top five, a notable of Jordan Taylor, a.k.a. Rodney Sandstorm, came home 20th in his circle track late model debut. Uh, I think he's maybe got the stock car racing bug. Of course, comes from the IMSA world, comes from sports car racing. Uh, Just announced that he's going to run a Xfinity car for a colleague out at Portland uh, coming up here in a few weeks. So, hey, we might be converting him here over to some short track racing. But next on the docket after the pro late models was the Cars Late Model Stock Race, and many eyes were on that race, touting a powerful roster of NASCAR drivers. And while Ryan Millington led a majority of the remaining laps, it was Butterbean Brendan Queen who was there at the end, Millington coming up one spot short. Jared Fryer rounded out your podium with notables of Chase Briscoe coming home 10th, Kevin Harvick 11th, Brad Keselowski 12th, Daniel Suarez 15th, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming home in 16th. 
And finally, they were able to roll off that ASA Stars race roughly around 10 p.m., so definitely a late night for the whole Flow broadcast team, as well as all the fans who packed the place to watch some short track racing. In that race, it was all Bubba Pollard's race. The Georgia native led a majority of the laps, including the remaining 50 laps, to score his 31st total track victory. So he's now won at 31 different tracks in his career. Uh absolutely impressive. I mean, he's got an impressive resume as that, but to have one at 31 different tracks is incredible. Um, his teammates, William Byron and Chase Elliott came home second and third. And it's crazy to think, you know, as we record this and I'm recording this on a Thursday morning, there have already been over a handful of races this week and it's only Thursday. That just tells you the race season is officially underway. It's peaked. We're getting ready to go. So to recap some of those other races, the Castrol Flow Night in America was on Tuesday at Marshalltown. And man, it was a thriller of a race. I highly suggest going back and watching that race or looking at the highlights. Uh, Hudson O'Neill was able to come out on top of that. And then they went to Davenport Speedway on Wednesday where Dennis Herb Jr. cashed a $23,023 check. Also in action uh, midweek was the High Limit Series at Wayne County on Tuesday evening as well. Over 50 sprint cars made the call to that race where Kyle Larson brought home the big money. Now shifting gears though and looking forward to this weekend and I mean really the upcoming week we'll preview you all the way into next Thursday where the next Short Track Insider will come out and man there is so much racing going on easily one of the busiest months with month of May getting everyone's racing juices flowing. So kicking it off with the World of Outlaw Case Late Models, they will start a nine-night, six-race tour up north starting at Marion Center in Marion Center, PA on Friday, Port Royal in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania on Saturday, then head to Stateline Speedway up in New York on Tuesday before three full days at Sharon Speedway in Hartford, Ohio, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. The NOS Energy Sprint Cars will run at Attica in Attica, Ohio on Friday, and then they'll be at Sharon as well this upcoming Saturday. So Attica on Friday, Sharon on Saturday, and then for the midget fans, the Extreme Midgets presented by Toyota come down south as they will run two nights at Millbridge Speedway just right outside of Mooresville, North Carolina, and not far from where I live, so definitely bummed to be out of town for that one. But they will be there on Tuesday and Wednesday. All things Extreme and World of Outlaws you can watch each week on Dirt Vision. The All-Stars are at Outlaw Speedway on Friday, Fonda on Saturday, and Weed Sport on Sunday, as well as the USAC Midgets are at Belleville for three nights starting on Friday, and then the USAC Sprint Cars, I believe, join them on Saturday, and then they'll run the Tony Holman Classic at Terre Haute on Monday, all things USAC, and of course, All-Stars you can watch on Flow Racing. And the Lucas Oil Late Models are at 300 Raceway in Farley, Ohio on Friday, 34 Raceway in West Burlington, Iowa on Saturday, and then all things, of course, Lucas Oil Late Models are on Flow Racing as well. But if you're looking for a pavement fix, uh, the Pro All-Star Series, Pass Series, is at White Mountain Motorsports Park up in North Woodstock, New Hampshire on Saturday. And then out west, you've got the Northwest Super Late Model Series at Stateline Speedway in the northernmost point of Idaho. And the SRL Southwest Tour is undoubtedly one of my favorite tracks, Irwindale Speedway. And they will be there on Saturday, which of course can be watched on their own streaming platform of Spears Racing TV. Guys, it is getting busy here now halfway through the month of May, June. I have a full color-coded schedule sitting in front of me. And there are multiple Fridays and Saturdays where I've had to add sticky notes of races. So it is a great time to be a race fan. Get out there, support your local races Uh, Support your local tracks, drivers, and if you can't do that, of course, many different ways to support by watching them on streaming platforms. So, plenty to recap and preview, but we'll have it all for you next week on Short Track Insider. All right, man, Hannah does a great job with that, Mike. Um, And I love that we highlight uh, what's going on around the country. And um, uh, one other thing we want to – we had a lot of fun out at Wilkesboro. Uh, The Dirty Mo crew was all around the racetrack and loved loved seeing y'all out there taking it all in. One of of our um, 
um, rock stars of the group, Andrew Curlin, was doing some man on the street interviews. I cannot wait to uh, to hear this. I can't either. Yeah. I've, I've purposely stayed away from it. I want to hear it I uh, heard with it. the listeners. Yeah. But he did. He went out into the into the mass at at, at uh, North Wilkesboro and had conversations with the people that matter. It's right up his alley. It is. He's he good is at an it. easy person to talk to. Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's let's see what Andrew got himself into with man on the street. Love racing and drinking beer. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Andrew Curlin here at North Wilkesboro. We're going man on the street to see what people at the racetrack have to say. We've got some trivia. We've got some hypothetical questions. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be great. Let's see what people have to say. Pat from Michigan. Pat from Michigan. You drive here? Yep, about what? 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. How do you pass the time? Sleep a lot. Sleep? And drink. You're not driving, right? You're, dri- you're sleeping yeah, behind the wheel? Drink. Oh, yeah. All right, who has the most wins here at North Wilkesboro? Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to guess. Uh, Go for it. William Byron? William? No, it wasn't William. I don't think he was no. born yet. What was the top song in 1996? <laughs> and I wasn't even born. Me neither. Was it the Backstreet Boys? Were they? Was that still kind of too early for that? Could be. I, I don't even know a Backstreet Boys song. Okay. You guys know Backstreet Boys? All right, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Ralph Dillon Hart Jr., and I am from Mooresville, North Carolina. Top song from 1996. I'm going to say uh, something from Pearl Jam's 10 album. I'm not real sure. Um, or maybe um, from the Versus album. I'm going to say Pearl Jam. Uh, kind of close. It's the Macarena. Oh, geez. What was on the pop, you know, the rock chart? That's a good question. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that follow-up, so I'm going to have to. <laughs> My name is Clint yeah. Boyer. I am from Emporia, Kansas. We are from Moxville, North Carolina. <laughs> it was 90s country all the way. Mark Chestnut. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with that, right? Yeah. I've seen my parents dancing awkwardly <laughs> to the Macarena. You know the Macarena? Yeah, everybody knows Everybody. That. And no, I'm not dancing Damn. to the Macarena. All right, that was going to be my next question. Do you guys know how to do the Macarena? No. 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 And don't ask me. How much would someone have to pay you to get a bowl cut? Oh, I would have to meet Harvick. You would have to, and would Harvick have to give you the bowl cut? He can do oh. whatever. I'd be fine with that. Let me see if he's around. Uh, I'd do it for free. I don't know. Right Let's now. go to the Okay. We need to find some scissors. I guess she was going to pull it while I was asleep. <laughs> oh, that's kind of dangerous. Scissors while someone's sleeping? You just never know about married life. Over a million dollars. Over a million for a bowl cut. Yeah. We had a fan say 25 and we were million? looking $25. Oh, geez. And I mean, I would probably have to carry that money around with me the entire time just to yeah. remind myself why I'm doing this. The only thing more embarrassing than getting punched on national television is getting punched on national television with a haircut like that. You can't pay me enough now. Now that I can see that, you know, what can happen, yeah. there's no chance. Like, you can't set yourself up for that. Do you, do you think your odds of getting punched in the face go up when you because get a haircut a like that? Cut? <laughs> probably. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, Noah Gregson from Las Vegas, Nevada. I got the, it was a $100 bet. It was 100 Yeah, I, I mean, if it was a $1 bet, you know, money's money. Yeah. So especially. You still got it, right? No, I cut it. Oh! We ran horrible with uh. it. Little kids were asking their moms, hey, I want that cut that Noah's got, and a few grown men too, so. <laughs> Make sure you like, comment, swipe right, subscribe. <laughs> Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Facebook, Tinder, Twitter, Snapchat. And only fans. Oh man, that was good. I enjoyed that. I love it. Y'all, man, y'all, wor- y'all did some work. Andrew Dalton and Tiff did the work. Yeah, that, they they went out there and uh, boy, I didn't even realize they were getting drivers. You yeah. even, you did it. <laughs> good stuff. I kind of knew I was going to be. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if I get end up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Andrew, man, I appreciate him doing that. Thank you, Dirty Mo Media, for all the efforts at, at Wilkesboro getting out to the racetrack. Um, you know, I knew I had I was going to be there racing, but I love seeing y'all come out and 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 be a part of of uh, what's happening at Wilkesboro. So good job, everybody at Dirty Mo Media. Um, appreciate everybody that listened this week. Um, next week, we got a guest. Do you know who it is, Mike? I know we have a guest. I can't remember who it is. Stefan told me Slugger's coming. That will be interesting. Yeah. He I, does not hold back. No. <clears throat> I've got to ask Slugger about breaking his toolbox. You broke his yeah, toolbox. broke his toolbox. I cannot wait. I don't know how you break a toolbox, but I did. Well, you managed. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask him if he remembers that. So, um, 
Anyhow, next week, Slugger Labby, that's going to be fun. Slugger, I remember when Slugger came to work at DI. Dad still, it was, Dad still had the Bush team going on. We didn't have, we didn't quite, you know, we didn't quite have our cup programs at the time. He came and worked with Tony Sr. and them on the old Bush car. Um, that's when I broke his toolbox. So we'll ask <laughs> him about that if he remembers. I'm sure he's going to have some great things to tell us that we don't even know. He was also in, very much involved in that whole switch over yeah, to controversial stuff, yeah. at, you know, DEI that you were. He's going to have some opinions that maybe we have. Yeah, yeah, we have. It's going to be fun. Is if it's even possible that there's something about DEI that we don't know or haven't heard at this table, I think Slugger's going to uh, bring it. Anyways, everybody, thank you for this week. Appreciate everybody supporting everything we're doing here at Dirty Mo Media. Thank you to all our partners. Um, hope y'all enjoyed it, and um, yeah, we'll see you this weekend at the All Star Race. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. <laughs>